Turn with me please to uh, 1 Peter, the first chapter, and down about verse 18. 1 Peter 1, 18. He said, uh, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Weren't redeemed with that. Verse 19, but you were redeemed, you are redeemed with the precious blood of the anointed one, the Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Somebody say, I've been redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. The New Century Version says it like this in verse 18. You know that in the past you were living in a worthless way. A way passed down from people who lived before you. But you were saved from that useless life. You were bought not with something that ruins like gold and silver. It had to be much more valuable. Can you see that this whole passage is talking about value and worth. But we were redeemed, we were bought with the precious blood of Christ, who was like a lamb. He is the lamb, pure and perfect lamb. Oh, somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. it. Now, we begin talking at at the first of this series about how our value should not be in things we could lose. If it is, we're on shifting sand. Our whole life is on something that can be taken out from under us. And we went into some detail as the Lord enabled us talking about our identity should not just be in who we are after the flesh, who my mama and daddy is, who their parents are, what I am naturally, where I came from, uh, you know, My identity shouldn't be in my looks or in my physical ability. My identity shouldn't be in my possessions, in what I have. My identity shouldn't be in what I've done or can do because let's say you're the best in the world at such and such. Well, it won't be long until somebody else is the best in the world. And then who will you be then? Well, maybe you're the best looking man or woman in your neighborhood. Well, that's only for a period of time. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) The Bible said all flesh is grass. It's like the flower of the field. You hit your peak, you bloom, and then after that, (laughs) you're not quite where you used to be. That's just the way it is. Physical ability. Maybe you were the track star. You were the star quarterback. You were this. You were that. Well, that's only for about that long. And when you're no longer the fastest, the strongest, the prettiest, who are you? What are you? That's when people, people go through what they call midlife crisis. People go through identity crisis. 
They don't, they, they felt like, well, I, I don't have my job anymore. I'm not supervisor. I'm not president of the company anymore. Whatever the case might be, who are you? And the enemy is always ready to lie to you and tell you that you're a has-been, you're a good-for-nothing, you're worthless, you're useless, but he is a lying dog. And that's an insult to dogs everywhere. (laughs) But he's a liar, right? And your abilities, your accomplishments... Your possessions, your car, your house, your clothes, your looks never were what made you valuable. They never were. And if you find out what it is that makes you valuable and that you cannot lose it, it will anchor your soul and you will lose all inferiority. All sense of lack of worth, you'll lose it and you will become solid on the rock of the sure foundation of the Word of God, of the love of God. Luke 16, Luke 16, 15 in the NIV, Jesus said to them, to the Pharisees and doctors of the law. He said, you're the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of men. But God knows your hearts. What is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. God has a very different value system than men and women in this world. And we need mind renewal so that we see as valuable what he sees as valuable. And if he calls it worthless, then we call it worthless. If he said it's vain and good for nothing, that's what we say, even though the world will say it's worth everything. Come on, can you see this? And the world calls what he calls precious good for nothing and vain and foolish. But we're going to agree with him, not with them. What determines value? What is it that determines worth? How do you get to that? We're doing this all the time in life. Especially items that are of greater value. Oftentimes, people get appraisals. For them. Appraisals for cars, appraisals for jewelry, appraisals for houses, and real estate is a common thing. How do they arrive at a value, at a worth for that item? What do they say? A house. Anybody ever got an appraisal? Huh? Or on a property? What did they give you back? What did you pay for? What did you get? Well, they went out and they examined other properties in your area that were similar, right? And to see what they sold for. It's a comparison. 
And so, taking that into consideration, they came up with an approximate value of your place. So how was the value determined? On what people are paying for similar properties. The value is determined by what someone is willing to pay for it. Worth is established by price paid. You know, we talked about um, uh, Phyllis and I, I guess it has been months ago now, we were out at a restaurant eating down in uh, Sarasota. And this car pulled up. And I knew it was a sports car, you know, before it ever got in the parking lot. I, I kind of picked those things up. And, uh, and I heard the sound of it, and I thought, hmm. That's very unique. You don't hear that sound all the time. And I didn't know what it was. But these guys got out and actually came to the restaurant where we were eating, parked right in front of us. We were outside and uh, eating outside. And, and man, right in front of you. I mean, you know, just a few feet. Well, these guys came and gathered around the car. I, I actually walked out and looked at it myself. And, and uh, they, uh, they, this lady was asking me, what is this? And I said, I don't know, <laughs> which is kind of unusual. <laughs> and, uh, and another guy came, a young, young guy came, and he said, that's a P1. That's a P1. McLaren P1. I didn't know what that was either. <laughs> I hadn't been keeping up with it so much these days. But it is... One uh, McLaren's, one of its greatest, newest, uh, high-end sports car, and uh, they went on to say that the, uh, the price for it is 1.3 million. One million three hundred thousand dollars, and it would barely fit two people. Barely. Tight. Small. <laughs> and. Uh, one of the people that came by, they said, that's ridiculous. There is no way this little car is worth a million dollars. And it just came up in me when they said that, you're wrong. Because the guys that just got out of it and went in, and went in the uh, restaurant, it's worth it to them. So you're wrong. Maybe it's not worth it to you. But you're not the one to determine the worth of it. I said, maybe it's not worth it to you. But you're not the only one in existence or on the planet. And somebody, I came to find out later a little bit more about it. They only make a certain amount, of, a small amount of these. And there's a waiting list. And people are lining up to give their $1.3 million for this car. <laughs> And are very disappointed when somebody won't take their million dollars wow. and let them have this little car. <laughs> and if you say, well, that's, that's ridiculous, that's ridiculous. There's no way that little car is worth a million dollars. You're just wrong. You're not acknowledging reality. To someone, it is. And they're the ones that determine what it's worth. If nobody wanted it, if nobody would pay that for it, it's not worth that. <laughs> but if somebody wants it, and somebody's glad 
to part with their 1.3 million. What are they saying? 1.3 million is worth something. But they're saying, I want this more than I want the million. So to them, which was worth more? The car or the money? A lot of people get so upset because money is worth too much to them. That's why they get so indignant because they actually are covetous. And a lot of folks worship money. That's why when they hear a big amount like that, it just goes all over them. It just makes them mad. Why? Because that's money. Money. That's big money. (laughs) But to the people that parted with it, it was just money. (laughs) How about it? The value is determined by what somebody is willing to pay for it. And what determines what somebody is willing to pay for it? Desire. Desire. Somebody say desire. Desire. They wanted that little car. They wanted it a lot. Until they were glad to part with a huge sum. To get it. And were happy when their money was gone. (laughs) But the little car was in the garage. (laughs) The value. The Bible says, you were not redeemed. You were not bought with corruptible things like silver and gold. What determines our value? The devil's such a liar. He's been trying to tell you your whole life that you're worthless based on what you don't have, based on what you're not, based on your failures, based on your mistakes. All kind of things. And if he can get you and I to think our identity is in our looks or our stuff or our deeds, he's got you. There's some point in your life he's going to pull a rug out from under you. Because you're not going to have that anymore like that. You're not going to be that like that anymore. But that never was what determined your value. It never was what determined what you were worth. That little car didn't determine its own worth. I said that little car didn't determine its own value. Who determined the value of that car? The person that was willing to pay 1.3 for it. The purchaser. The redeemer. (laughs) That's what redeem means. It's to buy. Or to buy back. The Bible says you've been bought. You've been bought with a price. How much did he give for me? Silver and gold couldn't buy you. Wouldn't buy you. How much are you worth? Selah. Think about it. <laughs> Go with me to Psalm 49, please. Psalm 49. Glory to God. Somebody say, He loves me. He He wanted me. me. A lot. lot. (laughs) 
He wanted me. In Psalm 49, let's begin reading verse 1. Psalm 49. It says, Hear this, all you people. Give ear, all you inhabitants of the world, both low and high and rich and poor together. My mouth will speak of wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I'll incline my ear to a parable. I'll open my dark saying upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when the iniquity of my heels shall compass me about? They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious or costly, and it ceases forever. How much is a soul worth? How much is a soul worth? The Living Bible says in verse 8, a soul is far too precious to be ransomed by mere earthly wealth. There is not enough money. There's not enough gold nor silver in the whole world to purchase and equal the value of one soul. Now most of the world does not believe that. There are people in parts of the world that will kill you over $20. So their value system is nothing like God's. But to him, people are precious. Their soul is of such a value that there is not enough earthly wealth to equal it. Do we believe that? I read somewhere some years back, it's changed some since then, but one guy was trying to say, what's a human being worth? And he said, oh, about 150 bucks. What do you mean? He's talking about the minerals that's in your body. Well, see, that's just being carnally minded. We're a lot more than a body. Well, now, body parts have become very valuable. And somebody gave a price of $9 million if you parted us out. <laughs> Which I'm not going to do. How about you? I'm, I'm, I'm using my part. So. But 9 or $10 million is a joke. It doesn't even remotely begin to denote the value of a soul. Because you and I are not just bodies with minds. We are created in the likeness and the image of the eternal God. So in order to find out what we're worth, we have to find out what he's worth. Now you'll find, as you understand more of these things, the devil hates this. Oh, there's no being more jealous and proud than him. He wanted the rulership. He wanted the God-likeness. He was willing to rebel against God to get it. But he could not do it. And in the end, 
He is cast down and destroyed forever. But you and I, who did not earn it, did not deserve it. Come on, are you listening? By his grace and mercy, we're made in the image. We weren't made like angels. We weren't made like animals. People will try to tell you that, but you're not just an evolved animal. Your body has some similarities with animals. Everything on the planet has similarities. We're made out of the same dirt. But that's just the house we live in. This is just the vessel we inhabit. And this temporary flesh is not who we are and all we are. Who are we? What are we? The value of a soul is far too precious to be ransomed by mere earthly wealth. There's not enough of it in all the earth to buy eternal life for just one soul to keep it out of hell. There's not enough money. There's not enough billions. There's not enough trillions. The national debt times a million does not begin to equal the value of you. Do you believe that? Do you believe you are worth that compared to all other things? Most people don't even begin to believe that. It's why people struggle with fears and insecurities of all kinds. It's why they struggle. Why would a person ever get to the point of suicide? They think so little of themselves. So they want to destroy themselves. You have to get to the place where you think your life is nothing. Your future is nothing. You've believed lies of the evil one. You've listened to him and yielded to the thoughts and feelings until you've become deceived and believe a lie. But the truth is, you are more important than every physical thing down here. You and I are rare and precious in the universe. We're rare. Go with me. What is it? Second Peter. We were in First Peter. Glory to God. He's made me worthy. He's given me value. He's given me worth. Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm moving too fast. I'm getting, I'm getting excited about this. Are you? You excited? Go to Isaiah. Then we'll work our way back to Peter, I think. Go to, go to Isaiah 13. Isaiah 13 and 12. God says, I will make a man more precious than fine gold. Even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir, the finest, purest gold. Wars have been fought generation after generation. Tyrants and evil rulers have sacrificed thousands and hundreds of thousands of men to get gold, to get power, to get treasure, to get riches. Sacrifice them. People have 
invaded and killed to get lands. See, this is a warped, perverted value system. Thinking a little piece of land is worth destroying lives. Thinking that getting some gold and silver and treasure and jewels is worth killing people and destroying families and and, and lives. This is someone that is deceived, someone that is blind, that has no concept of what is even going on in this life and what is precious and what is not. But before this is all over, everybody's going to know. Men are precious. That word means costly, expensive. Some of the words are are beyond that. They mean extremely expensive. Somebody say extremely. Expensive. What's extremely expensive to God in the universe? People. People. Souls. Skip down to the 43rd chapter. Isaiah 43 and 4. Isaiah 43, 4. The Lord said, since you were precious in my sight, you have been honorable. The same word translated value can be translated honor. Something that is worth a lot. We got these words up over our our platform. Another way of translating that is those who value me. Who treat me as precious. And my things as important. I'll treat them as precious, as important. He said, you were precious in my sight and have been honorable. You've been valuable. You've been important. Your worth has been great and weighty. Talking about to God. I have loved you. Here's the things we've been talking about. What determines the value of something? What somebody's willing to pay for it. What determines what they're willing to pay for it? How much they love it. How much they want it. Come on. You ever paid too much for something? <laughs> huh? Why? And, and, and who said you paid too much? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> what determines the value? I have loved you. That's why he's willing to pay so much for us. Therefore will I give men for you and people for your life. And the ultimate fulfillment of this is the man Christ Jesus. That he gave for us. In order to begin to see our our, our value and our worth, we have to see what Jesus is worth. Millions of Christians all over the place. They get reverent and they talk with hushed tones about the precious blood of the Lamb and precious Jesus. But when they look in the mirror, they see something they're disgusted with. How can that be? When what you're saying you admire and think is so precious is what was paid to get you. What are you worth? The master must have thought, 
God the Father Creator must have thought your value was equal to Jesus and the blood of the Lamb because he was willing to pay it to get you. Now are you and I going to look in the face of God and say there's no way I was worth that much. There's no way I'm worth more than all the billions on the planet. You're just wrong. Because apparently to him you are. I said to him you are. To him we are. Because he didn't just part with 1.3 million to get you and me. He didn't just part with billions or trillions. What did he part with? The Bible said the life is in the blood. When you're talking about the blood of Jesus, you're talking about the life of Jesus, the essence of Jesus, who he is, what he is. The Bible said we've been given, made partakers of the divine nature. By the blood, by the precious promises, we've been made partakers of the divine nature. How'd we get it? He gave it to us. He paid it for us. Let me read you some other translations of this Psalm, I mean Isaiah 43, 4. The complete English says, uh, to me you are very dear and I love you. That's why I gave up nations and peoples to rescue you. The BBE says, because of your value in my eyes, you have been honored and loved by me. So I will give men for you and peoples for your life. The message says, because I, God, your personal God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, I paid a huge price for you. And all of Egypt and Cush and Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the whole world to get you back and trade the creation just for you. We need to identify the lies of the devil. There is, what's the word? There's an agenda. A devilish agenda behind the theories of the godless Big Bang theory and the godless evolution theory. It's designed to completely devalue the human race. And the devil is the despiser, the accuser, the devaluer. He's continuously trying to belittle you in your own eyes. So this idea that creation just sprang into existence on its own is not science. Yes, Brother Keith, it is not science. It's an unproven theory. Honest people will admit that. How in the world is it proven? Who was there? Where's the results? 
evolution taught for fact in all our schools. From the goo to the zoo to you. (laughs) You formed single cell in the water. You grew some fins and swam. You grew a tail and some legs and came out of the water and and jumped out of the tree and said, I'm a man, here I am. (laughs) And just did it all through sheer willpower of one species over another and by this amazingly lucky chance. But really, you're just an insignificant speck on a tiny insignificant planet in a giant universe where you probably don't even matter. Who would tell you all that? Who would try to get you to believe that? You're just one of billions of highly developed primates. Lies. I said lies. Lies. Here's the truth. Embrace yourself. Here's the truth. The universe is vast. Beyond what we have any idea of. Vast. And the one who made it is bigger than it. And as far as we know, there are no others like us in the universe. And God finds us precious, valuable, beyond the total value of the elements of planets, beyond the original creation. He's made plans for us far beyond when this earth, heaven and earth, is no more. We haven't begun to understand what we're worth to him. And he was willing to do everything he has done to get us the creation of the planet, the creation of us. And obviously he's had issues With his creation rebelling against him. With the angels. Now mankind. Oh but when those few. Among the billions. That will voluntarily bow their knee. And acknowledge his existence. And his lordship. And will acknowledge the gift of his son. A gift too great for words. Come on, are you listening? And will voluntarily say, I love you and I will worship you. You're my creator. You're my God. Jesus is my Lord. I will serve you. I will not rebel against you. I will be faithful. These few faithful souls throughout the vastness of the universe are precious to him beyond anything we have a concept of. So much so, he's made us his permanent, eternal family. We are not servants. We are not servants. We are sons. Hallelujah. 
And the world does not see and know who we are right now. But when he appears, we will be like him. Oh, glory to God. And our value has been eternally determined by what was paid for us. That's why before heaven, earth, and hell, and before all beings after this life, you and I are going to stand up in white robes. And we're going to sing the song of the redeemed. Redeemed. The ones God paid the highest price that he ever paid for anything. Who are we? What makes us worth something? Not anything we've done. What makes us worth something? What he paid to get me. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Said out loud, thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for paying for me. The blood of the Lamb. The precious, costly blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Oh my. Somebody say hallelujah. First Peter 2, if you'd turn there. In closing, I think. Who am I? What am I? What makes me worth something? The one that bought me. Others may look at me and say, there's no way. There's no way Keith Moore is worth all that. But they're wrong. I said they're wrong. Huh? People may look at you, but they don't see all there is to see of you. They don't see what you are on the inside, and they don't see what you'll be throughout eternity. The Bible said we're going to shine like stars. We're beings of light. Our Father is the Father of lights. We are, and it'll be seen later, magnificent beings of light. Hallelujah. Well, that's worth a lot more than a pile of dirt. Or a piece of property or some gold and silver. 1 Peter 2. It says in verse 4, to whom coming, talking about Jesus, as a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. He came into his own, and his own didn't even receive him. And it was prophesied centuries and centuries before through the prophet when he said, Give me my value. What you think worth. And they gave 30 pieces of silver. And the word of the Lord came to him and said. Throw it to the potter. And say this is the goodly value they valued me at. And centuries later it exactly came to pass like that. Didn't it? Judas sold him out. For 30 pieces of silver. And then he realized what an error he had made. And threw it 
And it wound up for the potters in the field. Why? This happened, the thing that set this off was when the woman came with the precious alabaster box of ointment. And that word means very expensive. This is a $30,000 box of perfume. Might have been the most valuable thing she had. And she took it and she broke it and dumped it on him. And he smelled amazing for a little while. But the disciples, especially Judas, were indignant and said, Why was this wasted? This is such a waste. Wasted on Jesus. And the one who was the loudest about how it was a waste turned around and sold him for 30 pieces of silver. This is what he was worth to him. This woman would have given 30 million, I reckon. Or whatever. It wasn't about the thing. It was about how valuable and precious he was to her. And the problem wasn't that she had wasted some money that could have been used for something else. It was that they didn't value him enough. Come on, can you see this? That's why people fuss and cuss if they think you spend a lot on a building or or an airplane, or a house, or TV, or whatever the case might be. It's not that it's too much, or too much for God. It's they don't value the Word. They don't value the ministry. They don't value the things of God. Come on, can you see this? They value money more than they value Him. He's disallowed of men. But to God, how precious is Jesus to the Father? This is the greatest thing, the greatest sacrifice the Father could give, I believe. Do you? What's greater than your child? And he thought you and I were worth it. You going to tell him he's wrong? Keep going. You also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable by Jesus Christ. It's contained in the scripture, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. He keeps saying precious. That means costly. He that believes on him will not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe. He's talking to you and me. Unto you that believe, he is Precious. But to them that be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same's made the head of the corner. He's nothing to them. They scoff, they mock. Have you noticed how many disrespectful shows are on? Mocking. Supposed to be history. Supposed to be this. Supposed to be that. Mocking. Accusing Jesus of this and of that and of every, every kind of thing. Why? They have no respect for him. They do not value him. Oh, they might say that we'll respect your religion. No, they don't. They don't respect him at all. He is. Hallelujah. The lily of the valley. He, He is the bright and morning star. He is precious beyond all. Except for us. Because that's what the Father paid for us. 
How many can see when this dawns on your spirit? Your inferiority will be gone. Your insecurities will be gone. Nobody will be able to make you feel worthless or useless. It'll just bounce off of you. Come on, are you listening? It, it can't penetrate you because you know what was paid for you. And you know why it was paid for you. Why would they pay that for that? Why would he pay that? Desire. Love. Hallelujah. So he has set our value forever. What is our value? It is equal to the precious blood and life of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Because it was given in exchange for us to get us. How much do you value the blood? How much do you value Jesus? Do you value yourself the same? You have to. If you believe the Bible. He's delivered us. From a worthless existence. He set us free. From a useless life. Somebody say I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. I'm redeemed. Stand on your feet. I've been redeemed. I'm redeemed. I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.